Welcome back to the Knicks Rewind Podcast. Today we're going to talk about the Tom Thibodeau rumors, Mitchell Robinson and Mike Miller's rotations. RJ's pretty good play, but still kind of inconsistent. Yeah. But some shining games recently. Yeah. And some other tidbits like Mo Harkless, uh, Leon Rose, and Knox. And then we're going to answer some a few Twitter questions that we, that we got. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's get into it. Remember to follow Twitter, right on Apple Podcasts, check out the website. And now we actually have a jets rewind podcast that will be coming out in a couple of weeks um so so if you guys are jets fans follow us on twitter at jets rewind pod um and subscribe to us on apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to your podcast and so yeah keep keep a lookout for that coming up all right let's get into it So we did a whole coaching segment last week, but yes. I realized we never we didn't mention Thibodeau. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that the day. After we never too. even mentioned Tom yeah. Thibodeau. So I like Thibodeau kind of, mm. and I think Nick's Twitter is like seventy percent anti Thibodeau, yeah, thirty percent yeah. Pro. And I, I see the reasons for both. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start by saying he has a three hundred and fifty-two and a two hundred and forty-eight record. True. So it's a nice winning percentage, like pretty good. And he did well with the Bulls, but that Bulls team also obviously had a lot of talent and like MVP yeah, Rose, yeah. Noah. But he got the best out of those players. Yeah. And then when he went to Minnesota, it's hard to blame all of it on him, but his minutes were crazy. But I think he might have learned from that. I don't know. And Here's the thing with Minnesota that I think is like, you know, hard to judge Tibbs for. Because like if you look at Minnesota this year, when they had Towns and Cat, or T- Towns and Cat, Towns and Wiggins, like, Everything kind of fell apart for them when Butler got hurt and left, and they were pretty good. They were really good before. Remember Butler yeah. tore his meniscus. Yeah. Um, they were really good before that, and then Butler got hurt, and they kind of like regressed. But this year, like Minnesota was terrible with a completely different coach, right? Right? right. You know, but I, I just don't think that Towns is really a winning player. But that's a conversation for uh, another time. But you disagree? And, yeah, he disagree. lost eighteen games in a row at one point that he played. I know, but I we'll talk about. I that mean, later. they can win a game. Um, what I was going to say was he did have the young pe- – like good young pieces with True. Wiggins, Towns, some other guys, and he just wasn't able to get a winning record out of them. So True. I don't know what he's going to do True. with our team. And he hasn't proven that he can really develop guys. Yeah. Like, he doesn't. He hasn't had like an R.J. Barrett really on his team. Actually, that's not true. Yeah, Rose. Cat. Rose, but yeah, Rose was like a solidified star. Yeah, Rose was, all, Rose was a talented player. That, uh, yeah. Rose, I'd argue, that has talent that R.J. does not have. Does not, yeah. Um, but I do. Do you think he would fit with any of our current young guys in New York? I think he could get the most out of. Um, I think him and I think if Frank, you want to <laughs> Frank, and if you want to optimize the development of Mitchell Robinson, you know, honestly, like I think he'd run around Mitch for like thirty-seven minutes a game. He's a defensive-minded like, guy, and he always has been. And I he think is, he'd get a yeah. lot out of Mitch, like you said, and Frank, like perimeter defense, and like Derrick Rose wasn't the great defender in his day, but he made it so it was never a weak spot in his career and i think he can really bring out this perimeter defense that frank brings frank i also think you get the most out of guys and like 
you know, he's not going to play you if you don't play defense. Right. I mean, like, and and it'll push guys to play defense. I think like he'll really. I mean, and and it's hard because like I know that you could argue with that sentiment and say that like. You know, he played Wiggins all the time and he played Cat all the time. And but like those are guys that like you kind of have to play just because of their offensive talent. And the Knicks don't have guys like that mm-hmm. that you need to keep on the floor because like their offense makes up for their defense. So right. Much. So like they don't have just, anyone that that's you can just put guys on the floor yeah. who will work hard exactly. and play defense, which I think will be a big adjustment for our quote winning culture. Exactly. Um, anyway, you want to talk about Mitchell Robinson? So about Mitchell there's not Robinson. a whole lot to say. Like he needs to start now. <laughs> He's just got to play because I think he's kind of hitting this, his stride this mm-hmm. season. And his, his kind of happened last year around the same time. And he's, he's kind of well. just really figuring it out. Yeah, he's playing really well. Um, Taj Gibson was out for a game the other day. And Bobby Portis actually started over him. Yeah. I guess the only thing that I can see, which is keeping him back from starting mm-hmm. him, is the injury. Uh, not the injury, sorry, the fouls. The fouls. But the fouls haven't been that bad recently. Yeah. Um, it's definitely been improving and around this time last year. He was improving too. Yeah. I mean, and, and I want to bring up a stat, you know, based on Stats what, guy. um, Portis, you know, Portis starting over Mitch and credit to, uh, Tommy beer tweeted this out. Mitchell Robinson has scored 504 points on 294 field goal attempts and has 109 blocks this season. Bobby Portis has scored 574 points on 513 field goal attempts and has guess how many blocks this season? Nine. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. It's pretty close. <laughs> Damn, though. That's, like, there's just no reason it's from to your center. Forward. That's it's a little, center. It's a little Yeah, nice, it's pretty yeah. low. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, Mitch obviously needs to be starting. I like Gibson. Like, I think if you were to start a guy on this yeah. roster over Mitch, it is Gibson because he's just a vet. He's been hitting. He's been playing pretty well this year. Like, he's playing efficient. Yeah. Uh, and he does bring a little bit more space. He does have, does. I think, the worst net rating on the team and the worst defensive rating on the team. He's a vet guy. It's, like, it's, yeah, he's but it's one a, or two. And that's a tough stat to put on him, though, because we're just so bad all around. Fair. Fair. But still. Yeah, and, you know, Mitchell Robinson currently needs to make – well, he for the season, he needs 300 field goal attempts to qualify for the stat that makes you the highest field goal percentage in history. Right now, Wilt leads it. But uh, if Robinson averages 3.7 field goal attempts – and continues up the same percentage, he'll beat out wow. Wilt Chamberlain for the top field goal percentage in NBA history. And there's a there's um during the game, like he was he's one of like four players in NBA history, what he's doing right now to be in the top five in the NBA in a single season. I don't know if he'll keep this up in blocks and field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty incredible. He's gonna be a stud. Just start to start the man. Yeah, just start I mean start the guy. Like we play better when he's on the floor. He's just like infectious with his energy, just the way he grabs offensive boards and runs around blocking shots. Like I I know sometimes he looks like a chicken without its head, but like he's good. He's good. I just want to note that we are we are recording this before the Knicks Bulls game this sun this Saturday afternoon. So if anything I mean, I know he's not starting today because those starting lineups already came yeah. out. But if anything happens with Mitch or Portis or anything any of the guys we're talking about yeah. Just know that we're recording this before the game. Yes. Let's talk about RJ Barrett a little bit. He had uh, a gr- he had his best first quarter of his career against the Rockets. Rockets, but the Knicks never went back to him after that. And I think that the team just needs to go to RJ more. That's been a big topic recently. I, I think you might disagree, but I think we go to RJ more. I think the team needs to go to RJ. I agree with you on that sentiment, but I think a lot of that comes from the coach. You know, because Randall and. Peyton are players that demand a lot of time with the ball in their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, and there was this there was this time in the, in the game the other day where he ignored Peyton twice for moving at the ball. He just yeah, took and himself. just took it himself. He hit a three and then had a great pass to Randall. He didn't have a great pass to Randall. It was he passed it to someone else who then had a good pass to Randall on a pick and roll. Well, okay, he's the tweet was kind of phrase. I know what tweet you're talking yeah. about, but it was kind of phrased confusingly. Okay. Yeah, he just like passed it to someone else and yeah. then like drifted in the court. Yeah, it wasn't like, um, but uh, point RJ has not been very successful this season so far. Just give the man the keys for the rest of the year. Give the man the keys, but like, I just I hate, I just hate Julius Randle like with all my I know. heart. The we amount of time, do. like he's just he's just everything I hate about a player. He's so pointless. You know he'll finish games with like like I won't even notice his stat line, and I watch him, and just like my eye test says that like he's not playing very well. Yeah, and then like. I look and he finishes with like twenty five and ten, and I'm like, that's the flukiest. Yeah, he actually he he had a good stat line against the Sixers the other night. Yeah, but I watched the game and I'm like, he finishes with five assists, but like probably had like four or five turnovers, and like the amount of times he has open guys when he's in the paint and just decides to take a fadeaway or take a step back, like you know, and just ignores them. I will give him credit for that Sixers game though. He had a very nice, he had a fair, very good game. But fair. other than that game, you take fair. away that game. It's very hard to watch. But on the other hand, who else is really going to create a bunch of scoring opportunities for themselves? Like, if without Randall, who are we really going to to score the ball the most? Kevin Knox, the second. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No. Knox Knox said today, um, like, that he, he was like, I feel like I've improved significantly this year. And I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> just, buddy. I was like, okay, the, buddy. That's just a very generic NBA response, though, for a struggling sure. year. He was like, oh, yeah, my defense has gotten a lot better. I was like, all right, Kevin. Like, you go from being a terrible <laughs> defender to, like, a pretty bad defender. Like, yeah. Good for you. <laughs> um, hey, I still have some Knox hope. I have none. I know you don't. He's <laughs> so bad. He's really hard to watch. Like, there, he doesn't have even have, like, moments. Like, last year he had his moments where he had plays and you're like, God damn. Like, yeah, that was that, nice. So I'm like, nice. He doesn't even dunk the ball anymore. Like. No, he doesn't. He just, like, he has two shots. He takes, like, a bad pull-up jumper, chucks up a three, or just, like, goes into the lane and takes a floater. Every game is, like, one for five. He just flails around yeah. the court. Like, you know? But he's, like, a strong big body, and you want to see him just he's attack not strong. Around. He looks strong. <laughs> He and he's a big, not and he's tall. Like he should play power forward, though. No, he should. Well, that's the problem with the Knicks. Also, is like we have too many. You have so already. many guys playing out of position. Like Knox should be a power forward. RJ should be is best suited forward. to be a small forward because his strength can match up with those guys. Because like, but also like he's not the quickest guy in the world, but he's quick compared to like most NBA threes. Right. And it provides the most spacing also for, mm. for him if we can get another shooter. Like if you started Yeah, but like, the problem is like right now we don't have that other shooter. But if you started like dot at the two, or even like well, Bullock like has been really bad recently. Um, I want to see but more like dot. Harkless. Why is Harkless starting? Yeah, I want like, to see that's more dot. No spacing. And except for when he hit like, Harkless five hit like threes. five straight threes the other <laughs> day. The sixes, and yeah. then still looked like he was gonna cry himself to sleep that night. Did uh-huh. you see that yeah, after, after the, the game? Yeah, he was like, oh my God. So a reporter asked him if it was like, was it hard to go from the Clippers to the next? He just said, Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> but he's staying with the team. Yeah, he is. Uh, like, I don't know why he doesn't. I don't know like, why he would. Like, do I that feel like himself. a lot of teams would take him. Yeah, me too. I don't. I don't get it. Um. I'll, anyway, let's talk about Dotson for a minute because. Yeah, I was gonna. Ask I want to Dotson. We're we're holding him back from. Becoming I mean, he's a got two straight. He's got two straight DMPs. You yeah, know, we're holding just, him back from becoming a flourishing three and D two guard. But what is the benefit to playing? Wayne Ellington and Reggie Bullock. <laughs> Wayne Ellington won't be on this team next year. 
Okay, but why is he playing? No, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Okay, he's not okay, I'm just saying. I'm just so saying. Why is he playing? Why is he playing? Bullock might not even be on the team next yeah, year. And Dotson hopefully will be. Unless we I mean, I don't know, back. man. Like, we might just trade him for a second rounder and then see him become, like, the next Gary Harris somewhere else. Like, I mean, actually, Gary Harris has been pretty bad this year. But, like, you know you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, just become, like, one a of those good types. starting yeah. two-guard in the league. Like, he's a great – he's been a good I shooter. think he can do that. He's a good – he works hard on defense. Like, he's a guy that Thibodeau will reward. That Mike he is Miller a guy that Thibodeau will rewarding. reward. But, um, I mean, like, Dotson's having a – I don't feel like he's having a bad year, you know? Like, he's mm-hmm. more productive than Ellington is. I just – I don't see the incentive to him not playing. Yeah. You know, I, I don't see why. I mean, in 17 minutes a game this year, I mean, he's only shooting 41% from the field. He's shooting 36% from three, which isn't great. But, like, he's, he's never a high-volume three-point shooter. you got to get in a rhythm you know? if you're a guy like that. And he can have moments where he plays really well. And it sucks because he's getting much less minutes than he was last year. Which makes no which sense. doesn't make sense because he's the guy that because we, he should get more yeah, minutes this year because even that he did last year. Hopefully, the goal is for him to like build on last year and like get better off it. But he hasn't gotten that chance, and I kind of knew that was going to be a problem coming in. I remember thinking like, "Where's Doc fit into this equation?" But, but I think he needs more of a chance. Uh, he does, yeah. yeah. And Trier, we'll touch on Trier a little bit. Yeah, he, he played the a, other night. a couple minutes. Yeah, He's kind of like Miller's like guy that he just likes to throw in there at like random times. And like maybe you get like eight points like in a row. Yeah. But then that play, play no defense or... He wasn't that bad on defense. But, yeah, I will, I'll go, I will give him credit. Like, he's he did better. spark the team a little bit. Well, he, he led that Charlotte comeback. Yeah. And, and you know, well, of course we lost that game. <laughs> freaking Do you think he'll be on the team next year? No, he's gone. Okay, he's gone. He's a three agent. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Hundred percent. Um, let's talk about what well, we already talked about. Harkless thing with the Knicks. <laughs> it's like a very yeah. unimportant thing. Leon Rose. There's a report that he's kind of interested in bringing back Mello. Like, like, why not? Why? why? But like, why I would. Not I would take him. I do it. Well. But like, as long as you don't give him a big contract. I just like it's the more and deal. more that like I hear about us like. This is another young guy that he's gonna like take minutes away from. But more I guess more, you get mellow around Knox, and like that's good. But I feel like the more and more that we the conversation comes up for bringing back Wash Stars, I also never Wash Stars one, but also like everyone always talks about like there's this huge like culture on Twitter about like bringing in a culture guy that's gonna like. But I don't he's know. Not a like cult- he's never been a really really culture the Giants guy. coach had a really good quote the other day. Joe Judge who he said something like. The culture is our job. Like, it's the job of the coaches. It's the job of the mm-hmm. general, you know, they're like the front office. We don't, like, bring in players that are going to impact the culture. Mm-hmm. Like, winning impacts the right, culture. Right, yeah. Which is true. Yeah, it's a good, you're, yeah, like, you're that's always a good gonna, There's always going to be a bad vibe around the team if you suck. Exactly. You know? For sure, yeah. And I don't know if Melo will bring many W's in that standing list, but... Yeah. But also, young guys... Young guys don't care about losing as much. It doesn't hit them as hard. So, like, they can still run around there, also, have fun, and play well. But then, like, if you have veterans out there who are not going to play well. I think this mellow – yeah, I, I know lose, what you're saying. Yeah, I think this mellow signing will determine – like, it com- will come off of how the draft goes or how the beginning of free agency goes. Because if the next season is just going to be a clear wash again, mm-hmm. then bring him in. Why not? I don't know if he'll want to come to us. That's what I'm saying is lose, I, what, what does mellow get out of that? Yeah, but – if you could try, like, why not throw him a little off? Because I bet Melo, I don't know if Melo's like a ring chaser type, because I still kind of get perplexed as to why Vince Carter hasn't just like decided to like hang out on the Clippers this year and yeah. just like just get that ring. ring. But like, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you know, he maybe he wants to, to just York. play. And yeah, get maybe shots he wants to up. retire with the Knicks. I think Vince wants minutes. You yeah, know? which um, is cool. Uh, like, but if we don't end up drafting like an Anthony Edwards type, and we fall to like five or six or something, and then you know if the beginning of free agency is a mess, and we don't get anybody, which yeah. I'm not really expecting to really get anybody. No, I don't really. And next season's gonna be a clear wash. Throw him an offer. Like, exactly. why not? Yeah. But real quick before we move on to whatever our next topic is. Ant Man, he's insane. Oh my god, he had thirty. He his thirty six. What do you have? Thirty six, seven assists, four steals. Yeah, some of those passes. He's too, a dog, like, and he, when he turns it up, when on he defense, plays defense, he's a he's got like defender. a Kawhi type body. Like he's long and quick, and just looks like he will just like destroy whoever is. The in only front problem of him. with him dominating is it's it's coming more clear, clear and more more clear and clear that he will be the number one overall pick. Yeah. Right. And um, I think the only situation where he's not the number one overall pick is if the Warriors get yeah. the first overall pick because they'll take Wiseman. I yeah, think. for sure. Yeah. Damn, that'd be so fun know, to have right? Frank at the go- at the one, Ant Man at the two, RJ. At I feel the like three. it's perfect because you can interchange Ant Man and RJ and just right. put them both in together. Exactly, like it doesn't matter, well. and they can yeah. complement each other well. And then, you know, Anthony Edwards' athleticism, his shooting, although the shooting numbers are a little low, he does take a lot of shots. He takes he a lot really of tough shots. But, like, Trey Young didn't shoot well. Like, his percentages yeah. weren't great at Oklahoma. But, like, when teams only really have to focus on one player, then you're shooting it's hard to really shoot well. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Kevin Knox Sr. said that third-year Knox will be a, quote, charm. How are we feeling about this? You know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I don't know. I'm feeling it's it's hard to give up. I know I keep, I'm very pessimistic when it comes to Knox, but it's hard to give up on him right away just because of, I guess there's potential there, but I don't think he was ever really a good prospect coming out. And you wanted him back in the day. I wanted him too. I feel like I just got caught up in the hype. But yeah. now that I, like, I never really looked at it and I see his stats and I see the, I, I get reminded of the, the um the, the tankathon graphic, yeah, graphic like once a day and it's just the guys that get picked around him like even miles bridges is playing really well in charlotte right mm-hmm. now you know and that was the other guy we might have t- and mccall is playing yeah, really he's well a good three and d kind of I mean, guy Mac- he's actually not a, he's he's have you seen his jump shot it's ugly jump shot yeah he doesn't get hit. he doesn't shoot anymore. but he's like a po- really yeah. positive player as a defense and then of course sga yeah that was he's a gonna, big he's miss. gonna be a monster yeah he's gonna yeah. be a beast remember Preseason predictions? You said he was going to be a beast. We had our Shea Lonzo argument. Yeah. Remember that? I mean, I, do. I don't know if I'm winning by that much because I feel like Lonzo's, Lonzo's not like, playing that bad. He's also like been injured a lot. but Yeah. Um, yeah, Shea's been a beast. He's going to be a good player. Speaking of the July pod episode we're going to do, we're going to go both go back and listen to that pretty soon. And in the next coming weeks, before the playoffs, I want to do a a recap and see yeah, okay. who did better in the, some yeah, of the we debates will, or will. some of the predictions. and. We'll keep a little tally. That could be that could be pretty fun. I think I picked like Steph to win MVP. I want to say. I think I might have picked Giannis. I, I don't know. I feel like I was big on Steph coming into this year. Yeah. I, I mean, like that I makes. I thought sense. he was just gonna have a ridiculous statistic. Well, well, that's kind of. I mean, with Clay out also, but yeah, but I thought he was anything. gonna have like thirty two a game and just go nuts. Yeah, he's coming back soon. Yeah, he, he's not gonna. He's not coming back on yeah. uh, tomorrow, but. Yeah. Come back soon. The Knicks were hesitant to move Knox at the deadline. Was that smart or dumb? Smart. Yeah. 
I think it's Why, like, yeah, who like, would you trade him for? There's no, yeah, there's nobody you, you he, there's no market for him, I mean, right? Thank God we didn't so trade why not for just, Malik Monk, right? Who's now like, <laughs> yeah. suspended for yeah. too, too much coke, yeah. But, um, no, but at least like give him a chance with us. There's no reason to trade a 20 year old, honestly, even if he's not playing well, yeah. So I, I think that's that's a good. You want to answer some of these Twitter questions we had? Let's do it. Mario M said, what would we like Leon Rose's first decision as president be? I'll let you start with this. Clean house. Clean house. Fire everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Maybe try to keep Miller in the organization, but Perry, all the Mills, disciples. Actually, I don't know about Allen Houston, but I know he's doing a good job in Westchester. And we, God, we need to bring up Iggy and Lamar Iggy, Peters. Yeah. Have you, seen, have you watched year. Lamar yeah, Peters, Peters just 19 assists. He's also like looks good. Yeah. Like not like a guy who's just like tearing up because he but he's his handle is awesome. He played with he's us in the dimer. summer. I remember he was like kind of an he's exciting okay. prospect. And he shoots. He was in like three, four threes a game. Yeah. Though. Southpaw too. Bring him up. Why not? But clean Iggy house. Also, you know, I, Iggy's a stud. Iggy's a stud. Iggy's I can't. I really hope stud, to watch him yeah. play he's, real minutes he's next so year. so smooth. Yeah just a bucket yeah. yeah um but yeah, yeah rose clean house rose clean house like get rid of parody get rid of i wouldn't hate an allen houston promotion though all right that'd be kind of fun yeah if you're talking about because the, the westchester knicks are good usually yeah so i don't know but but i think clean house get rid of get rid of everything mm-hmm. makes sense uh i agree with you but on a roster standpoint it would probably just be draft the best guy of it nah i don't know not the best guy available because i don't realize. we don't need another I just, want, I just want a competent draft pick which is hard to te- hard to say it's hard to tell but i want somebody that like like i mean i don't know because draft is kind of a while away and we don't know what pick we're gonna have but i just want him to draft well for us <laughs> i'm telling you you should watch this hayes guy highlights from uh-huh. france okay you i will watch the highlights. yeah, yeah but done. i i just want to see one nick's lottery pick turn out well turn out well yeah and have like have a, like a rookie of year campaign show. Uh, Chris asked peak Bernard King versus peak Carmelo Anthony. Now we didn't watch Bernard. I didn't King. Bernard watch Bernard King. Um, I know Bernard King was ridiculous yeah. though for like the one or two years, but I'm going to walk back and I'm going to say mellow one because of recency bias, but also I, that's the last time the Knicks were good. And the yeah. Knicks were really good back when mellow was really good. Mm-hmm. Peak mellow. I coincided with peak Knicks. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to answer that question. I honestly just don't know. Bernard King, like, he dropped like 50 in back-to-back games. He mm-hmm. he was a ridiculous scorer. My dad Without, asked, like a yeah. lot of threes. Yeah. I, yeah. He was really, yeah. really good. And he had an ACL injury and came back from that back when that was a... Uh, and was a beast. I mean, he yeah. averaged, yeah. And then the Knicks like cut him. My dad asked, how do winning NBA teams develop young talent and why can't the Knicks? I think that's just all coaching. And just the, incons- and the inconsistencies that we have in the coaching front office like we've had so many coaches these past years with all these young guys i think it's all that there's just no consistency yeah, i think a lot of it is just how you develop players like i saw the sixers sixers have 11 paid assistant coaches that don't like coach the games at all they're just paid to develop and mm-hmm. so you've got to put a lot of focus on development and not just say like you have a guy that's the head of development like what are you doing to develop these players yeah. you know are they are they being put through like a certain certain and thing really hoping, how are you watching yeah. over them you know but also how are you handling them throughout the season how are you handling their minutes like i think knox is a 
perfect microcosm of why we're so bad at developing players. Mm -hmm. Because what's the point of him just coming in for like eight minutes a game, being scared of every single thing he's going to do because he knows he's going to get yanked if he messes yeah, up. Right. And that's what happens. He's playing like, like some games he just comes in for like six minutes. Mm -hmm. And even Frank too. Like you got, these players got to know that like they have the freedom to make mistakes or you send them to the G League where, and let them ball out. Yeah, exactly. And get their confidence back, you know? Tortured but hopeful Knicks fan on Twitter asked, how much is Scott Perry controlling lineups and rotations? And if he's trolling it, why? If well, he, I, think, I don't I know. Think he, I think I don't he certainly know. has an impact. He does have an impact. I, I think this Peyton, well, he drafted Peyton and signed Peyton when he drafted him back in Orlando. He's clearly a big elf fan. And he's clearly a big elf for Peyton guy. And that's why Peyton gets the most point guard minutes. But also, but I don't really wanna, isn't. I don't want to speculate i don't know i guess it's hard to tell it's hard to tell I, I don't know what's going on in that building but i assume usually generally in the nba a solid amount of you know the starting lineup comes from the front office and who plays and who doesn't like mm -hmm. coaches have a certain handle on that but a solid amount of it comes from yeah the most of the, they have, all the x's and o's pretty much come from the, come coach. From the coach and whatnot but but and the coach has a lot of say in rotations don't get me wrong but i think there is some say that comes from the front office fair that's kind of all we got. Yeah. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter. Uh, check out the new New York Jets podcast. When it comes out. When it comes out. We're going to do a free agency week. preview, little draft stuff too. It's going to be fun. We're really just Kind tired. of an we're exciting just, time for yeah. the Jets. So we're, like, it's, check it out. Pay attention. We're excited. Yeah. It's, we're also just tired of talking about the Knicks. Knicks we love yeah. doing this. Like, it's fun. Yeah, but there's, but really there's like a, more of a sense of optimism around the Jets than there even like not a lot of optimism yeah. around the Jets, but like. There is some optimism. new GM Joe Douglas, who I think is going to be. Really he knows what fan. he's doing. I'm really a fan. Yeah, he's no no bullshit. Yeah, and uh, so check that out. We'll probably have the first podcast out in two weeks. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Um, right before free agency, for sure. A couple days. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next week.